Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bloomscast. My name is Seth, a.k.a. Phantasm of Blooms, and I'm coming to you pre-recorded from the Observatorium. As always, I thank you for tuning in today. Alright, so as we're getting started in here today, first off, I want to apologize. I fully intended to stream Yakuza yesterday, because it's Saturday when I'm recording this, and Ayo, your boy, straight out died (laughs) for like 13 hours. Like, here's the thing, let me give you the full story. So, I was working from home, as I do on Fridays, and I was trying to get myself kind of better acclimated with like HTML and Cold Fusion stuff, because I'm starting to, you know develop websites now for the boss it's not anything you know crazy like i'm not building full-on like youtube portal type shit but it's more like internal stuff where i need to interact with a sql server and use cold fusion to do it and like my boss has been teaching me a bunch of this where we'll sit in the training room and he'll go over you know how it all works and surprisingly i'm actually really surprised i'm able to follow it really well In fact, I started to question why I shied away from coding as much as I did, and then I remembered, like, how terrible my coding professor was in college, and I was just like, ah, no no offense, but Ruby has not, like, I learned Ruby in college, I have not used it a single fucking time, and my professor back in the day was like, oh, Ruby's the new hot language, bitch, you should have taught me Python. But anyway, and yeah, it was even like Ruby on Rails, but nerd stuff aside, you know, I was working from home on Friday as I do, and I was just really tired. I don't know what it's been, but for the past couple of days, I was just kind of like exhausted-ish, and I was like, I didn't really sleep a whole bunch, so I was like, alright, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna take a nap. Like, I told the fox wife, I'm like, alright, you know, I'm gonna take a nap real quick, just get myself on right, and, you know, go ahead and stream. And that was the plan. And next thing I know, she she did. She nudged me. It was like 8.30-ish. And she's like, Helen, you know, you going to get up the stream or anything like that? And I was just like, like, I was so, dude, I was so out of it. And then the next thing I know, you know, she's coming back in. It's like 1 in the morning and she's laying in bed next to me. And I'm just like, what time is it? And she's like, it's like 1. And I'm like, oh, no. Well, to be fair, I was just like, oh. <laughs> so, no, I apologize. I will figure out some way to make that up to y'all, whether we do longer streams for a couple of days or anything else. I know I got a lot of VOD work I got to do, so after I finish recording this, uh, I will be working on that. But I also want to give a little pre-warning as well. Uh, I am sitting in here with our new cat, Selkie. So she is a tuxedo cat. I think she's just a I don't she's just black and white. I don't know like I don't think they actually told us it was probably Tabby, but she's just, you know, about a year one year old. Uh they called her Locket originally. I we think Locket was her name for the longest time, but the fox wife wanted to name her Selkie. And now she is chilling with me. Like, it was actually really cool. So, I really do want to give a shout out to Fur Kids. And if you guys are ever looking to adopt, absolutely go through Fur Kids. Because not only do they give us, like, you know, a really fair price for her. Like, an adoption fee. But she's already microchipped. She's got both of her shots. She's spayed and neutered. Um, well, spayed. And then, or is it neutered? 
Bro, I don't know. <laughs> Regardless, your pet will be spared, spared, neutered. The only thing they really ask was like, is she going to be an indoor cat, and is she going to keep her claws? Of course, you know, we said yes to both. And other than that, like they gave us a bag of food, they gave us a bunch of coupons for stuff. Um, we were able to like they gave us. Can, like what was left of her food that was in there that had her vitamins and all so plus like a couple of cans of wet food on top of that and then toys that she liked playing with so in a blanket which is great for cross smelling or cross scenting i think it's probably what it is which if you don't know what that is real quick it's basically where you introduce something of the other cat to your current cat so that way they can get used to the smell But Selkie, dude, Selkie is such a little, like, chill dude. I love her so much already. Like, where Aki is elegant, where she walks around and minds her step, Selkie don't give two fucks, man. Selkie absolutely will go through, like, plow through a thing of cards that I have stacked up, um, while Aki will, like, curl into a ball. Selkie is, like, stretched all the way out. Dude, it's adorable. The juxtaposition between the two of them just fucking and makes me want to see them interact with each other more. Unfortunately, Aki is very territorial. You know, and she had the apartment to herself for the better part of a year. So Aki is probably close to two years old at this point, And we're celebrating her birthday with Juju's birthday on the 10th, which is... God, probably about two, three weeks out at this point. But anyway, you know, it's been really interesting to see them kind of size each other up. And hopefully in the coming days, we'll be able to introduce them more and more. Because, yeah, no, we've described it as Aki is a princess and Selkie is the country bumpkin. We're just like, who dares to approach my court, entering my domain? And just like, ayo, what's good? <laughs> Ah, I heard there was a cowgirl in the area. <laughs> but no, it's it's absolutely great. I love her, and I'm excited for y'all to see her on Monday. I'm sure she'll probably be in the office still. And, like, the thing that surprises me the most is Selkie has not messed with anything. Like, we trusted her in the office. She hasn't bitten into any of the cords. She's sitting on my leg, wait, looking for pets. That's the one thing about her, though. She is very, very affectionate. Where she will... You might hear her in the recording, and I apologize if you do. Uh, She just woke up for a nap, and she's just sitting here, like, on my leg right now. But the one thing about her is she's super affectionate. Where she will jump up onto my shoulders and, like, hug you and then nuzzle into your head. It's the cutest fucking thing, yo. And it's like, don't get me wrong. Oh, hi there. She just jumped up onto the <laughs> onto the table now, or my desk, rather. But anyway, and she just popped the microphone. Selkie, please get down. Please get down. No, oh, I'm sorry, baby. Anyway, um... All that to say, she's a welcome addition, and hopefully she w- will not mess with recording too, too much right now. Up, oh, she's back up again. <laughs> so anyway, this is actually a really good transition into what I wanted to talk about today, because I wanted to talk about the greatness that is the side hustle, alright? we This thing has been absolutely the biggest buzzword of 2021 through, you know, 23. 
And every day you're going to go on, like, you could go on any website and you'll see somebody being like, oh, this is why you should start a side hustle. This is why you shouldn't do a side hustle. And, like, genuinely, I want to speak to y'all as somebody who is, quote-unquote, a side hustler. That sounds wrong. I'm going to call myself a gig worker because that's that's much closer to what I am, all right? And I want to introduce, you know, what people, like, because I did some reading around. Alright, this is something that, honestly, at the end of the day, like, here's your TLDR of this entire podcast, is entirely up to you and your situation, and whether or not you think you have the free time to do any type of side hustle. But I want to introduce you to what other people have said is, like, the top 10 or 11 or however many I can come up with on the top of my head, you know, top said amount of things about why side hustling is the greatest thing ever and why everybody should do it and why, you know, if you're just working a simple nine to five and not side hustling, you're a fucking loser. You know, like, oh, God, it blows my mind. Okay, it blows my mind. And this is me, you know, speaking in the middle here, but it blows my mind that uh, as a country and as a really global economy, we have come to the point where instead of saying, like, oh, shit, things are so expensive these days, like houses, groceries, anything else. No, our society is just like, oh, you should have a side hustle. You should work two jobs. You should work three. And look, I'm not going to lie. As somebody that used to work three jobs in college, I am incredibly fortunate to say that, oh, yeah, no, I have a simple, you know, nine to five. Well, it's not simple. Mine's on call. Really, my work weeks can go from, like, 40 to 60 in a heartbeat. But, you know, it blows my mind that we are encouraging working more and enjoying things less, you know? But I will say this. You know, instead of attacking the main point of things are too fucking expensive, why are they so fucking expensive? No, let's let's just encourage everybody to become door dashers. Look. I'm going to be upfront with you. When I go through this list, I have a set amount of, you know, websites that I dick around on. And really, that is how I refer to it, is if I have free time and I want to make a little extra cash without, you know, busting my ass too, too hard. Because some of this, I'm not going to lie, is enjoyable to me. But I, you know, look at it as you shouldn't make your entire life about doing side hustles. Because the reality of it is, and this is just straight to the point, the reality of it is, is side hustles themselves have a very low, you know, probability of success. It sucks. I hate saying that. Because as a content creator, like, content creation in itself is a side hustle. But you have to look at yourself and figure out where your priorities lay. Or lie? Lie is probably the correct word. I thought about that. I don't know why I said lay originally. Anyway... (laughs) Um, it really depends on where your priorities lie because yes, very few side hustles will ever become the next big thing. You know, you see a bunch of pod, like I'm going to use podcasting as the example because straight out, I'm a little upset, you know, I'm upset because the money that I was making from anchor, if you, which by the way, if you haven't noticed, we no longer have the anchor.fm, you know, podcast or ad read before stream is been merged into podcast or podcast by Spotify or podcast for Spotify, regardless of whatever they call it. All right. 
And because of that, they have taken away... Like, I no longer qualify for ad reads because whoop-de-doopsie-doo, Anchor FM doesn't exist anymore. So now I have to re-qualify for the ad read stuff all over again for Spotify. And it's just like, the thing that blows me just completely away is as I sat there and as I was reading all this stuff, like, mind you, I never did podcasting for the money. I like doing podcasting because it gives me the opportunity to, you know, share stories with hopefully more people about my age range, you know, really just give experiences and life lessons that other people my age would probably relate to better than some, you know, Dave Ramsey type figure that's like, you millennials spend all your money on Pokemon cards and avocado toast. How dare you? No wonder you're poor. Your parents should stop footing your bills. You know, it's just like, I hate that. I hated that. The, the main reason why I did this was because when we listen to this kind of shit, when we listen to constant negativity... All right, it makes us negative and critical of ourselves. And just like, you know, when I go through all this with you, when I talk to you about side hustling and everything else, I want you to know my priority has always been, you know, at least when it comes to the content creation side of the side hustle, it's always been to entertain and to enlighten and to invigorate. I never want to tear anybody down. Unless it's 3CX, they get a special pass. But, (laughs) you know, straight out, I never wanted it to be anything aggressive, anything demoralizing. Because at the end of the day, I don't think what a lot of these big-ass podcast makers or these content creators that have subscription plans on how you can do X, Y, and Z. Like, Ayo, I don't think any of them really realize the struggle that really is going on right now, you know, or the struggle to get started when everybody and their mother has the opportunity to do what we're doing, you know, the market is so inflated that your chances of becoming a successful podcaster, becoming a successful content, or like making it your main nine to five is so slim that really going into content creation with the hopes of making a shit ton of money Unless you're, like, trying to steal people's shit, you know, like, being a, uh, being a TikToker that overlays Family Guy clips on Subway Surfer, you know, unless that's the kind of business you want to run, hey, yo, you're probably not going to be making that much cash. Unless you're, like, really social and really pushing your stuff. And in that regard, you know, sometimes taking a side hustle on will be, like, taking on another 9 to 5. Now, mind you... You know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you straight out like, oh man, side hustling is such a drag. Don't side hustle. Because at the end of the day, I understand how much an extra $50, an extra $100, an extra $200 can mean to people. And that's why I wanted to do this episode. I wanted to come at you with a mo- like the most realistic, like, hey, here's some of my experiences from podcasting. Here's, you know, content creation. Here's some of the stuff that I do outside of this in between, you know, my main job of being system admin and my side job of being a content creator. What's What do I do on the in-between of those? And I want to talk to you all about... You know, the benefits of it. Because at the end of the day, 
again, it really is where your priorities lay, but it matters most, too, as to where you want to find yourself. Because I will say this, too. Even though side hustles, and I'm talking purely negatives here, side hustles pay you very little from the get-go, they can drain you of everything that you have, and, you know, the possibility of becoming huge off of it is so slim and sometimes so demoralizing that it does more damage than good, the opposite can and may be entirely true. You know, I think, and then this is me, you know, kind of looking back more on some of the things we've talked about before in the past where, you know, going back and talking about the podcast itself, where I've seen it grow in the past year, you know, where I've seen myself grow in the past year, like, I fully believe that side hustles shouldn't be a way, like, you shouldn't look at them as a way to make extra cash exclusively. Instead, I think they're great for when you want to build up your skills, build up your, you know, the things that you can't achieve through your 9 to 5. Especially if you can swing it, you know? Like, for example, I read a really good story the other day, and honestly, if I can find it again, I'll link it, but somebody was talking about how working for DoorDash improved their social anxiety because they were forced to interact with strangers. And I never thought about it like that. I never thought about the fact that as we are, you know, content creating, as we're side hustling, as we're gig working, you know, as we're doing all this fun shit, we are teaching ourselves new skills, new, you know, new abilities, new things to add to our portfolio. You know, and when I thought about it more critically, I wondered... Would I put content creation in my resume when it comes time for the next job? And you know, honestly, I just might. Because content creation, and again, this is me speaking strictly of content creation, not the other stuff I'll introduce to you later on, but from content creation alone, I've learned to be more confident. I've learned to be, you know, more time focused. And skip yesterday, because good God, you know, <laughs> again, your boy was out for 13 fucking hours. I think I needed the sleep. But <laughs> anyway, you know, it makes me more conscientious about my time. Um, you know, when I'm preparing art and stuff, I never used GIMP before. I've never used like any type of art program before. And now here I am sketching, you know, I'm learning how to use a drawing tablet so that way I can have fun and draw more things just because I wanted to, you know, I'm not looking at that as a means of, oh man, you know, here comes Seth going to, you know, start taking commissions and shit. Hell the fucking nah. I definitely do not have time for that right now. If I did, I would straight up be like, okay, listen, it's going to take me a week to make this, and we will come back in a week. And if I haven't gotten it done, you get $5 off. You know? Like, still, regardless, whole nother thing. But I don't look at drawing as a way to increase my revenue of sorts. And I'll be up front with y'all. You know, I make a sizable amount. More than, I would say, probably 85% of 28-year-olds. Maybe less, I don't know. But I'm very fortuitous to be able to be in the situation that I am right now. And I even still, I look at gig working and all, and I'm like, you know what? That extra money would be helpful. 
Because at the end of the day, I'm, there are goals that I'm trying to achieve that having a little extra revenue flow would be great, you know? And being upfront, because a lot of people will immediately counter with, you know, why why would you do a side hustle? Why would you waste your time streaming? Because I actually got this the other day. I got, why would you waste your time streaming when you can be, you know, out working a late night gig? And the nice part of it and the genuine answer was I wanted to increase, like, I wanted to have flexibility. Because let's look at this critically. I make podcast once a week. I make, or I stream three times a week. I post a blog once a week, maybe twice a week. But all of those, I've found times to do so. You know, it allows, like, the nice thing about being a content creator and being a gig worker in general is a lot of these, they do not require a set time of sorts. You know, like, for example, with streams, I say I start from 7 to 9. Realistically, it's 7.15 to 9.10, or 9.10. It's 7.20 to 9.05. Like, there's flexibilities. And the nice part is, and this is something that I love about my current office, and especially my current job, my title, I'm I'm technically a manager. You know, I'm not exactly a director, but I'm higher up. And I'm able to, you know, come in when I want, and I'm able to leave when I want. Generally speaking, I show up around 9 o'clock. I don't leave until like 5.36 because I take my lunch hour and I work in the office. I Very rarely do I go out for longer than 20 minutes. And if I do, it's because I drove a little bit further away to get food. You know, and they're taking a while for food. Usually I'm back within 30 minutes. Nine times out of ten, I'd say I'm back within 15. Unless I'm walking around Kroger. Because sometimes I just like stretching my legs and I look over the book section of things I'll never read. (laughs) Honestly, I think the people over at that Kroger think I'm stealing shit. Because I just walk around with a thing of sushi in my hand. I'm like, yeah, nah. Uh, Here I am. (laughs) Here's my uh, Thursday sushi. I'm ready to eat. But anyway, also, I hope you guys can't hear that dog barking in the background. I have my windows open because it's a gorgeous fucking day. Absolutely gorgeous day. And I'm thoroughly loving the fact that I can open my windows. It's Actually, I think it's like 67 degrees out right now. But I love the fact that I don't have to have the AC on. This is one of the few times, in Georgia at least, where it's not too humid and I can just point everything inward and go, it's nice, man, it's nice. But anyway, and I'm hoping the weather stays like this through tomorrow because the fox wife and I were talking about going on a picnic. And I'm just like, yeah, I want to go on a picnic. I'm going to eat sandwiches. <laughs> but anyway, so to go back to all that, it gives you the flexibility of saying, hey, I don't want to work today. Or, you know, I have an extra hour or I have 15 minutes. Depending on the thing that you do, You're able to invest however much time you want into it. You know, I will say this. Content creation absolutely is a time sink. 
you know, there's you can go on r slash new streamers, r slash new tubers, you know, basically all these new things. And it's just like, how do I get more views? How do I do this? How do I do that? And the answers are all the same. Whether or not anybody wants to listen to them is something entirely different. But it's just, you know, you have to advertise. You have to market yourself. You have to, you know be active in these various circles you have to do x y and z and just like genuinely speaking i don't think a lot of people have time for that nor do they want to do that and so when their project fails or their channel fails or they can't get more than five viewers and three subscribers they just give up and just like ah this is bullshit and then they become embittered you know i'll be up front with you i have the youtube page up i look sometimes i look at the numbers you know, and this is me to talk to y'all if you are currently side hustling. But sometimes I look at the numbers. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I look at it and I say, okay, look, here I am. I'm, you know, putting out VODs on older games. I understand that my click-through rate isn't going to be the highest because these are older games and I'm a new content creator. And people see like, oh, three views, five views. They're going to look at that and be like, why the fuck would I watch that? But then there are people that actually do click on it and just like, oh, I like Yakuza. I'll watch somebody play that, somebody new. And then, boom, all of a sudden they see how funny and talented and sexy I am. (laughs) You know, they're just like, oh, yeah, (laughs) that bloomsy boy. I like him. (laughs) Ah, shit. And, like, I'm going to be up front, too. The biggest thing about any of this is you got to have fun with it. You know, you you absolutely should be investing in yourself. Not to take a clip or not to take a quote from Yakuza. But I truly do believe that any time you spend working should, in, like, some degree, work towards improving yourself. Whether that is you're working to get money to achieve a goal or go on vacation or do whatever else, that's fine. But if you are doing any type of side hustle, I fully believe that it should be something that you're passionate about. You know, for example, I love to write. I used to be crazy, crazy, crazy into writing. Where I wrote, God, at least seven books when I was in middle school and high school. Because not only was it an out for me... You know, living through my hell of a childhood where I could write, you know, a character as the hero, a character that was going through the same shit and achieving great things because they never let it get it down them down. Like, I used to love writing to the umpteenth degree and just somehow, some way I got tired of it or I fell out of it and I never looked back. Well, now all of a sudden... You know, I'm talking a lot more. I'm being more outspoken. I'm writing things down. And I realize, I'm like, hey, yo, I could absolutely write some of this that I tell y'all in the podcast in a blog format. And yada boo, yada boo. Now, you know, the Phantasmagoria of Plumes is a thing. Now, I'll be up front. A couple of weeks ago, I said, oh, man, the blog blog might not be a thing for too much longer, guys. Look, I will be up front. I was depressed about that. I'm not going to lie. Because I had gotten a review from Google that was like, Ayo, you're not qualified for ad campaign because you're not, you know, your information's not good enough. And I just, I took that so negatively. 
because I'm looking at, you know, these blogging subreddits and they're all like, oh yeah, you know, I qualified. I use AI to write my things. I'm just like, fuck, I lost to a bot of all fucking things. Ah, hell to the nah. And I did. I got really down on myself. I'm like, I thought I was a good writer. My writing isn't transformative enough. And, you know, I tell you all this because I want you to be real with yourselves. You're going to hit roadblocks. On any type of side hustle that you do, you're absolutely going to hit the roadblock. And even though it's nice to be flexible and figure out how much you want to do, it's completely okay to back away from something for a week or two and be like, all right, you know, let me back up. Let me get my head on straight, and here we go again. That's what I did with the blog, you know? Because I was sitting there with Tumblr here recently, too, and I was, you know, making a bunch of stuff on there, and, you know, it didn't really catch off or take off, and I'm like, why? Like, why am I doing this? Why am I stretching myself so thin? And I realized something, too, because I sat down and I talked with the Fox wife. I'm like, babe, you know, how do I Tumblr? And she's like, look, being realistic... It's not a place to grow your content. It's not a place to, you know, unless you already have a following or unless you can put out a bunch of art or unless you're constantly posting on there. Like, there's just so much crap flowing through all at once that, generally speaking, you're not going to get out there. I'm like, huh, well said. So then I started, you know, diverting my attention away from what Tumblr does, and I was like, okay you know what, I'm going to take this as an opportunity to teach myself more HTML. So I started fucking around with my uh, theme more. And then I took what I learned from there, and I went back to the blog, and I wrote, you know, another set of HTML there, and now it looks so much cleaner. And I'm so much more proud of it. I'm like, hmm, now we're getting somewhere. (laughs) And that's the thing, too, is like, you know... As I do all these different things, all all these different, you know, gig jobs, I realize it's a great opportunity to, you know, not only build up on yourself like we've been talking about, but it also gives you something quantitative that you can look at and be like, you know what, I did this. And that's why going back all the way back when, when I said, am I going to put this on my resume? Yeah, no, I absolutely am. Because this is quantifiable data that I can be like, yeah, no, I did a podcast for over a year. I, you know, I have over, like, I think this is the 40th episode. I'm like, look, I have 40 episodes of me talking to a microphone for over an hour at a time sometimes. Sometimes it's only 45 minutes, sometimes it's more. And in that, you can hear... Like, if you go back to the original episodes of Plume's cast, and you listen to, you know, current episodes, it's just like, damn, he's become a lot more confident, you know? And he's able to talk about a bunch of different things and have an understanding of things well enough to be able to explain them to somebody else. Shit, I could go into training with that, you know? But all that to say, you know, when you are... And, like, when we talk about building up your portfolio using your side hustles. You know, it's important. The most important thing about that, if you aren't doing something that's quantifiable, like making podcasts or doing art, it's keeping track of the relevant skills that come with it. And sometimes you get certifications with things that's just like, oh yeah, no, you are certified to, you know, be a transcriber, for example. You know, I do have a transcription certificate because I was looking into transcribe me as a way to make a little extra cash. 
because I can type incredibly quickly. And, you know, I, hell, that's a very lucrative, you know, achievement to have. Because I did, I had to pass a, I had to pass a certain amount, number test, um, using their formatting style, and yeah, no, I'm transcribe me certified. I never used it because I looked at it, I'm like, this was bullshit. I was thankful for the opportunity, but I was just like, yeah, no, I ain't doing this shit. <laughs> GGs, you know. But and then the nice part of it is too, though, if you do have quantifiable stuff, you can absolutely show that. You know, be like, yeah, I was a content creator. I built my own, you know, I built my own community using these tactics. Like, I became very social media, you know, or very active on social media. That's the words I'm looking for. But I became very active on social media. I became a digital creator, and here's my most liked work. I became a podcaster. Here's my most downloaded episode. You know, the thing of it is is you never know, especially in these modern times, what's going to catch a company's eye more. What, like, what extra... And it's like, I describe it as extracurriculars in college. You know, or not even in college, from high school going to college. Because the one thing that was never really communicated to me a whole bunch when I was applying for colleges was... Your extracurriculars, they never, like, colleges want a a diverse, you know, student. They want them to be involved in sports along with involved in arts. Because the more you're involved in sports, the more likely you'll join their sports teams or show up at the sporting games. Um, You know, if you're in art, you'll want to contribute to their museum or their galleries or whatever they have. And, or music, you know, you'll be a part of their bands. All that to say, that same concept easily carries over to the workforce, you know? If they, if I were to put, you know, my streaming stuff, my content, just content creation shit in general, onto my resume, I would want to, you know, emphasize the fact that I am driven. I want to build things. I want to see, you know, I want to continue to help people. I want to, you know make a difference in the world through content that I enjoy making, but it also shows that I'm determined. It shows that I am, you know, reliable, that I continuously put out stuff. It shows that I am dedicated to what I start. And that, you know, and that's just content creation in general. If you do art, make sure your creativity. And it's like, you know, people will put on the internet, it's just like, oh, never put things that don't relate to your job on your resume. And that's 50% true. Because, again, you never know what you will be able to connect with. Because, hey, maybe your interviewer likes podcast. Maybe you, they give you a call just because you're a podcaster and they want to hear your radio voice. You know, I fully believe that it's, you know, especially in this world of it is who you know. It's also what you are able to do that gets you in the door with a lot of these places. Because, who knows, you might be applying for a job that's like... Uh, you know, an entry-level IT job, let's just say. And instead, they have you be social media marketer because you built a whole-ass brand underneath yourself. You understand how to apply to, or how to apply yourself to the current generation or market yourself to the current generation. That's something that they want. And instead of, you know, help desk IT, you're now junior market analyst or junior, you know, I don't know what the position we got 
be called social media manager. Who knows? But, if anything else, I think the biggest thing you can advocate, even if you gave up on, you know, side hustling in general, is, at the end of the day, you can say you're persistent. And you can even point out, be like, hey, you know, I was a content creator, uh... I took a six-month break because I had failed out super hard. And then, you know what? I decided to pick myself up again and run with it. And now I've got X amount of viewers. Or now I'm doing this. Or now I'm doing that. Showing persistence. Or, like, showing persistence. And being able to... Or, like, being willing to speak up for yourself and your own ideas. That says a huge amount about you. And, you know, I'll add this on here, too. Being open to trying new things... Is always a plus. Because at the end of the day, life it can be so fucking limited. You can easily put yourself in a rut. And I'll be honest, you know, I I was kind of in a rut before I started doing, you know, streaming again. Where it's like, I wanted to talk with more people, but my job kept me from, you know, being able to reach out and talk with people and get to know people. And skibbity bee na bop here I am now podcasting to people and streaming to people and talking with people every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night that I would not have had the opportunity to do so if it weren't for content creation. I have a lot of fun with it. But all that to say, all that is what you make of it and what you do with it and how much fun you have with it is entirely up to you. I hope that after listening to me go on about this for the past, what, 38 minutes or so, that you at least consider it if it's something you were looking at. Now, I'm going to be upfront. It also can be a pain in the ass when you start getting paid for these things. Because guess what, fuckers? Taxes come through. And when taxes come through, God, God, you sit there and you're like, why the fuck am I doing this? Because sometimes your taxes will be worth more than what you made in the past year doing side hustles. And you're just like, fuck. Am I really going to keep doing this? And then you have a little sit down with yourself and you're like, you know what? I have a lot of fun with this. Now, we've been talking a lot about, you know, side hustles in general. And I want to talk to you all about some of the ones that I've done outside of content creation. Because, you know, I kind of want to bring the conversation back around to things that I've done. Because... As y'all know, I don't really recommend things unless I've done them myself. You know, for example, there's a great app that I really want everybody to go out and download because I think it's a lot of help that doesn't invade your privacy or anything like that. It's called Fortune City, alright? And what it is, it's just a gamified budget tracker where, you know, it's a, now mind you, if you don't pay the subscription fee, you can't set what your budget is, it just defaults you to $800, but depending on what you use it for, you can build a little town out of, you know, these little digital dudes, and make money, and not actual money, but like digital currency, and build out your little town that just slowly grows as you track what you're spending on. You know, I think it's a great app because I use it for my credit card purchases. And it's like, yeah, I could go on to my credit card website and see, like, my previous transactions from there. But it doesn't help with anything, you know. I like seeing a very physical version of, you know, okay, I spent 
fucking $300 on Pokemon cards in the past month. Maybe I won't buy any more cards the next time I go out, or I'll wait until the next expansion comes out. Because I'm not going to lie. <laughs> this is embarrassing to admit, and I'm totally outing myself right now. But, Ayo, right now there are two boxes of Pokemon cards sitting on a bar stool outside. Uh, one is a Dark Sylveon pack. The other is a Pikachu V card pack. Each one has, like, you know, five packs inside it. And then I have, like, four packs of Yu-Gi-Oh cards and a single pack of the current, you know, TCG pack of Pokemon. Scarlet, or, uh, yeah, no, I was right. Scarlet and uh, Violet, I think, maybe? Regardless. I haven't opened those fuckers, and I guarantee you those things cost me about 100 bucks. Because the boxes were like 20 bucks. They were on sale. And that's part of the reason why I bought them. But boxes a piece were 20 bucks. So that's 40 bucks there. And then eh, maybe it's closer to 60. Regardless, I've spent a good amount of money on Pokemon cards. And I like having a tracker that tells me how much. Like, and again, it is entirely what you make of it. And how far it be- and like how far it helps you is entirely what you do with it. But I like being able to see like, oh hey, I spent a considerable amount of money, you know, playing TCG. I spent a lot of money on books I haven't read. I spent a lot of money on games I haven't played, you know, or I spent a lot of money going out for food during the work week when I could have cooked something. It's just those little things that the app shows me. Because I look into it and it, I can visually see it. It's not, you know, Walmart $90, Walmart $70. It's, A, Walmart groceries for $40, $30 was it, or of it was TCG in that example. Another one was like $40 a TCG, $50 in groceries. Like, this is the kind of shit that sometimes I need. And I give you that example to, again, reiterate the fact that I won't tell you to try something unless I've tried it myself. The only time I have done that, (laughs) and it was very much regrettably, and this is why I haven't done another sponsored stream in a minute, was Raid Shadow Legends. I did that in part because of the meme, and because, you know, it seems like easy cash. And I was just like, you know what, I think we could easily do this, because I've had buddies that have done uh, the Raid, um... The raid campaign, as it were. And it's just like, hey, oh, why? Why did I do that? Because it wasn't that fun. And it's just like, right now, I hope Dislight don't hit me up. Because I just played that from the Markiplier event. And that shit blew. (laughs) It's funny. I actually do have, like, four or five different, uh, you know, sponsorships up to me. That's like, oh, yeah, no, if you do this, we'll give you money. And just like, I haven't taken any of them. I... Sometimes I debate it, you know, like War Thunder came back, they wanted me to do another one for them, which was really cool, but I'm like, eh, maybe maybe in a couple of weeks, maybe a few months, maybe the next time it comes around, um, but at the same time, like, it taught me, I was like, look, I'm not, I'm not gonna talk about something unless I thoroughly enjoy it, and if I have to start a new account for that shit, alright, bet, but I don't want to you know, mislead people. And all that to say, that brings me to the things that I've actually done that I would want to recommend to y'all. And some of it, I've kind of been waiting to get a code for myself so that way I can share that with you and be like, hey, here's this thing. 
like the biggest one that I've talked about before in the past was Amazon M Turk, which is like mechanical workers. I think it, you know, converts to something else, but that's kind of the gist of it. And what Amazon M Turk is, is you basically do what are known as micro tasks, which are, you know, anything from 10 to 15 minute type gigs where you fill out forms, you move, like you input data, you read somebody's handwriting to put it into a computer, you know, things that, in a lot of it's surveys to be fair, but things that haven't been able to be mechanically processed yet. And some of that, some of it, like if you get certain qualifications on there, you can absolutely make 800 bucks a month doing it. You know, now mind you, some of the people that are making that kind of money, that is their full-time gig where they have the MTurk extensions on the, on Chrome that allow them to, you know, accept jobs as they get posted and then they have an hour to do them kind of thing. Um, you know, some of it is entirely based on how lucky you are, you know, what kind of jobs drop or what kind of things you qualify for that you're able to get in. And I will admit, there's a great subreddit, I think it's just rmturk, that has all this information that I started with. And you know what? I made like 200 bucks on it. And it was nice to have that little bit of extra money because it allowed me to cover some of my expenses a bit better. You know, do I still do it now? No, I don't. Because the website itself is kind of going to shit. It's not really being well supported as much anymore. There's a lot of bots and there's a lot of security type stuff on there that didn't seem right. You know, off the rip, when I first started there, or when I first started working there in the beginning of the year, I made like 20, 25 bucks off of a couple of hours worth of work. And, you know, I was, I was having fun with it. I wanted to use it more. And they had a bit of an issue as far as tax paperwork goes. Where they're like, okay, you know, you need to fill out this specific paperwork. And just like, wait a second, you know, this is for EU people only. Why do I have to do it? And they never really gave an answer. And I was just like, all right, you know what? Nah, I'm not fucking with it. It's done. In fact, I've gone on to the next one. I've used this one a lot more exclusively. But I will warn you, it will take you some time to get in because there's a wait list. But I use Prolific. And what Prolific is, very similar to Amazon MTurk, except it's not micro jobs, it's mainly surveys. Where you fill out tasks and you do, you know, you do simple things, you do basic surveys. You fill out all these questions, you answer all these things, you sometimes do a little bit of Googling here and there. But, and sometimes it's user testing too, but you do all this basic stuff. And they pay you very quickly. The nice part of it is, is I'm getting paid in the euro, which is stronger than the dollar right now. So I'm making more money than they realize. I've made 25 bucks on that, you know, just doing that for a few hours. Again, none of these are really going to be enough. Like, and I'm talking about gig working especially, or micro job especially. But none of this stuff is going to be jaw dropping. But it come, it's beer money. You know, it's a little bit of extra cash. In fact, there's a subreddit where you can go look into a bunch of these called Our Beer Money. And there's a great resource at the very beginning of the subreddit that's, you know, who paid me for this month. And I use that to go through and figure out, okay, is this worth my time? You know, 
That said, another one I want to talk about. And I did this for a little bit, and I thought about recommending it to you guys until I was eventually like, you know what, this is kind of shit. And they jacked up the prices for getting a gift card. But anyway, I used to use Swagbucks. What Swagbucks is, that one's a lot more gamified. Because it is more on, if you download this game and get to this level within seven days, you make X amount of money. I used to get, you know, emails every single day about, oh, you download this game and play it. You get this amount, you get this many swag coins or whatever. If you uh, complete certain tasks, you're able to get a monthly swago, which is their version of bingo, where, you know, you complete certain things and you get a swag coin bonus. If you get other people to sign up for swag bucks, you get 300 swag coins and 10% of whatever that person makes. And I was just like, man, that sounds like a pyramid scheme. <laughs> you know, it's just like... I sat there, and I did it for a while. I actually did that one for a considerable amount of time. And the reason it turned me off was because the mobile app for it was such ass that I would be sitting in front of, you know, the Fox Wife's store waiting for her to come out, and I'd be doing some of these Swagbucks surveys. And almost every time, they would fail out when it came time to pay up. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I ain't doing it. This is stupid. I deleted my account. Instead, I use something else called CrowdTap. And this one takes a little bit of time to get into. I'm not going to lie. And it takes a little bit of, you know, hard work to get rolling on it. But I've already made 15 bucks on this thing just, you know, answering surveys for like an hour or two. You know, total. Maybe three. Because it's just like... I sit there when I'm waiting for the fox wife to get off of work and I'm sitting in my car, I'm doing surveys or I'm playing mobile games, you know, depending on what I want to do. If I go to the bathroom, you know, sometimes I do a survey or two because they're short and they're sweet. It takes a little bit of time to get to, you know, the first $5 or whatever, but it's money and it helps, you know, and it's me not really doing a whole bunch of anything. That said, you know... It can be time-consuming. You only get, like, a certain amount of surveys or so a day. And it's the more you do, the more you get kind of thing. But if you're just looking for something to do... Like, if you have free time and you want to make a little bit of extra cash, that's a great way to do it. Most people on our beer money that are on it, you know, make 80 bucks a month. Because they're able to sit there, they're able to answer everything, they've been doing it for a while... And that's kind of how I am, too, because it's just like the more you do, the better, you know, surveys you get that are more tailored towards you so you can fill them through. And even if they don't work, you still get like a couple of points where it's like I think every thousand points is five dollars. I'm already up to three thousand, you know, that said, um, there are much more, you know, in-depth things that you can do, things that actually take up a significant amount of time. Like, transcription, that was something that I brought up earlier on today's podcast, where I, you know, you basically get sent five-minute, ten-minute intervals of, you know, people talking, and you have to write what they're saying. Some of these sites have very complex transcription guides of what they want you to say. Others have the worst ones known to mankind. And just, like, you sit there, and you're like, hey, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> 
you know, and that's that's kind of what I did with uh, Transcribe Me, where the very first test they gave you, it was difficult. It took me like an hour to do, but I was able to get through it because I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to try this. I was looking into uh, getting foot pedals so that way I can speed up, slow down, pause, all this fun shit. Because transcription, like that is a literal job. You can absolutely just work in nine to five doing transcription. If you are good at it, if you're good at listening and good at writing, you know, and can follow the guidelines very well, then there you go. Go for it. Another one that I've used is Fiverr. Now, mind you, I don't use it anymore, but therefore, if, like, if you go on my LinkedIn, I still have remnants of my Fiverr on there. I put on there the things that I've done on Fiverr, where I've done consultation work, I've done, you know, repairs, I've done, uh, mainly, those were the two main ones. But I also offered, you know, sitting in on conferences and making sure all your tech equipment works. I've done, you know, again, more like network recovery type stuff where I've done data recovery. I've also done the opposite and assured data deletion. But all that to say, that one definitely was a pain in the ass. Fiverr is great if you kind of have that extra time and that extra energy to go out and meet with all these different, and like, depending on what you want to do, it really depends on what all, like, you are able to do, I guess, and it's weird, doing consultation for people, especially, like, going down and looking in these offices and telling them, hey, this is what you need to do, like, yeah, that was a good couple hundred bucks I made doing that, but I never did it for long, because at the end of the day, sometimes these people on here will have ridiculous requests where it's just like, hey, I want you to do a consultation over my new five-story building about how I should run the fiber in there. And I want to know how you would do the networking equipment and all this fun shit. By the way, I'm only going to pay you $10. Mind you, that's not lit- like literally what it came out to, but that was about what they were willing to pay. Where it was more like... I want you to do a lot of professional grade work and I'm going to pay you bum fuck money. Did I do it? Yeah, I did. And it was the last, you know, consultation job that I've done that I have listed out on Fiverr. I deleted my account. I'm like, look, I'm not doing this shit again. If one of my buddies wants me to come out and consultate something for them or their company, hell yeah, I'll be out there in a heartbeat. Get me a pack of, you know, Monster Energy drinks or can of Coke. I don't care. Just something something to make it worth my time. Give me water, even. If you got a good thing of water, like some smart water, I'll show up. Buy me dinner. I will come out and be like, all right, here's what you need to do. And I will work through it. And I set up a couple of these. You know, I was proud to be able to build up a unified network for somebody because I had experience from work. And I'm like, look, you want to do this? Here's how you do it. This is what you need. You know, we'll set it up like this. I'll teach your IT guy everything about it. And we'll go from there. And as far as I'm aware, it's going great. <laughs> you know, I never got a call back after the fact. And, you know, they were actually very, uh, they were actually very... Like, they wanted me to come work for them, and I was just like, you're not offering me enough, and I'm not taking that guy's job. That's that's your own fight. <laughs> but anyway, one last thing I want to recommend is, crazily enough, content creation. Because, and I've given y'all a whole bunch of different reasons why you can start being a content creator. Those are all podcasts in the past. But I genuinely 
would like to recommend that, especially to my ter- my fellow tech workers who we don't get a lot of social experience or spo- social engagement because, you know, there's a stigma about IT guys in general that they can't talk, they don't have any social skills, so on and so forth. They're all nerdy bastards into anime and shit. Like, if you come around and look at their computer, they're probably looking at anime girls. And you know what? I fall into that stigma, I will admit. But at the same time, you know... If you're passionate about something that you really want to talk about, that you want to start conversations about, like, hey, maybe you really like 90s cartoons, or maybe you really like Sailor Moon, or maybe you really like, you know, just playing games in general, and you want people to hang out with, streaming's a great way to do it. You know, being a content creator, again, we've gone over every reason in the world why not to do it. But if after everything I've said, you still feel motivated to do it, by all fucking means, give it a go. Because at the end of the day, you walk away with experience. You know, we've talked about crossing this giant river of life where everything you do is a stepping stone. Don't be afraid to make a step and slip. Because you can pick yourself up, and even though you go onto the next rock a little wet and maybe even a little bloody, you still pass that past rock. It didn't work out great. And hey, maybe the next rock that you approach that's similar like that, you'll be able to jump on it even easier because you had the experience of fucking up on the past rock. Who knows? You know, I generally hope that if you decide to start a side hustle, you let me know. And like, to add on to that too, the Grubhubs of the world, the, you know, DoorDashers, the, um... God, I can't... The Amazon drivers, like the Amazon Flex drivers, those are all valid side hustles. They're all great ways to make money if you need a little bit of cash, you know? I think there's still... Like, if you're not having... If you don't like to drive, for example, if you don't like driving in your city, don't do it. But hey, if you got a car that runs well and you need, like, an extra 50 bucks a day, that's a great way to do it. Because... The reality is, now mind you, I would never recommend Ubering. I never recommend, you know, ride sharing in general because I've got buddies who do it, who tell me some of the horror stories. And if you want to do it, by all means, go ahead and do it. But please, I urge you to get fucking cameras. If nothing else, for the fucking TikTok content you can make of whoever drunk bastards in the back of your car telling. You know, all about his life story and shit. Be like, oh man, that fucking blows. Anyway, you're going on TikTok. Here comes the cringe cam. (laughs) But all that to say, you know, there's a bunch of different options out there. And some of that stuff hasn't even been realized yet. Some of the best side hustles haven't been created because no one's given the thought to them. Maybe you, you know, become a rentable grandson, which sounds wild. But you just go to old folks' homes and you talk with people and you just... You know, you rent yourself out, you rent out an afternoon, or you rent a buddy. You know, I'm thinking rent a girlfriend as I say that. But you rent a buddy, and you just hang out with people for like 50 bucks an hour. Or 50 bucks a day, whoever. And you just go out and you hang out with people. Maybe you come up with the next big side-hustling thing that absolutely shakes the world by, to, like, shakes the world to its core. All, the big thing I really want to communicate with all this is if you have a dream or you have a desire to do something, don't let me stop you. Instead, allow me to put up a couple of, you know, roadblocks of sorts 
and allow you to face yourself against them. Say, does Seth have a point in this? It, am I going to drain too much of myself by doing this? Is it going to take too much time? Do I have the time to do that? Do I have the ability to spend an extra 200 bucks to get this all up and going? Or is that just too much for me right now? And again, you can take up any of these micro sites. Like, I, again, would love to see more people on CrowdTap because I think it's great. You can do swag bucks if you want. They have receipt processing where you're able to make extra money back on all your purchases. That's great. If you like playing games for money, you know, you're able to make money by playing Monopoly Go and Bingo Blitz and all that fun shit. I would never do it on my phone. You know, I'd download a or I'd make an Android emulator real quick and then, you know, do it off of that. But again, that's all up to you. And it's all up to the things you want to do and how much time you have and what desires you have. Because, again, none, at least some of these micro-jobs that I've described to you aren't going to change the world for you by any means. But they can bring you a little bit of extra cash. And let's face it, all of us can do with an extra 20 bucks in our pocket. But that is about all I have to say at this point. I'm not going to lie. I've been like fighting something in the back of my throat. So I'm going to go ahead and end stream before I end up making some gross noise. But seriously, thank you all so much for coming out and hanging out with me. Our end stream, Ed Podcast, Jesus. But I had a lot of fun talking about this with y'all. And again, if you want me to go into more detail about any of this, feel free to let me know. Because again, I'm here for y'all. I'm here to make content for y'all and teach y'all about different things of the world that maybe you didn't think about. And I hope that if you go on to you know, become a side hustler or do something, you know, brand new, you'll tell me about it. Because again, I would love to hear your success stories. I would love to, you know, be able to revel in your accomplishments and give you the praise that you maybe aren't giving yourself. But anyway, remember, you can find me in the night skies across different platforms. You've got Phantasma Plumes on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, and Tumblr. You can listen to Plumescast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and soon-to-be YouTube. I promise I will work on that. Uh, I actually have a really good shot that I can take right now since the sun's going down uh, in the observatorium. So I might do that after I finish recording this. But anyway, and soon-to-be YouTube... <laughs> And you can email the show directly by sending it to plumescast at gmail.com. That email again is plumescast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Or if the podcast isn't enough plumes for you, you can find more on such topics, such as technology and manga Mondays, over at phantasmagoriaofplumes.blogspot.com. That website again, phantasmagoriaofplumes.com dot blogspot.com guys thank you all so much for listening in and as always i'll talk to you again from the stars very soon until next time everyone get out there and make that coin however way you want to do it i hope you're achieving amazing things and i want to hear all about it but bye bye